0: Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your go-to weekly source for all you need to know about financing your home. Get ready for a no BS, fact-driven journey. I'm Jen Hernandez. I've been a loan officer since 1995 with over 4,600 families financed to date. I love to simplify the most complicated loan questions, making them a breeze to understand. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and should not be taken as legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's get started.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Jennifer Hernandez with Legacy Mutual Mortgage. And she is just going to talk a little bit about what are the eight tips to have a smooth home buying process, as well as she has a book coming out here soon called Big Hug, Big Kiss. How I became a referral magnet and how you can too. So I definitely want her to touch on that because I know referrals are so important in any industry. And I know it can translate from real estate to any industry. So welcome to
0: the show, Jen. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: my pleasure. Thanks for coming on.
0: Jennifer Hernandez. I'm a native Houstonian and I got into the mortgage business early, right out of college. Luckily, I just I feel super blessed to have found a career by accident that I actually love. And it's just been a great 28 years, as of actually a couple of weeks ago, my 28 year anniversary. So yeah, 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 yeah. So these are just some, you know, when you asked me about the topic, we actually started with 10 and I said, hey, let's do eight. 10 is just so many because after 28 years and I've helped over 4,600 p- people finance homes, I can really lump them into eight right kind of simple right. reasons to just smooth transaction on both ends. The first one is start early. And this really applies to whether you're buying a house or buying a car or buy, I mean anything, right? But we're talking about houses today. Start early. If you start right before you need it, like asap, my hair's on fire. That's when I see most of the mistakes happen. Honestly, is in that amount of time. The second thing is just be prepared to submit documents. So I still get some people that think it's like the early two thousands. Remember when we had like no documents? Like you could be breathing and you could get a loan. Like you, be prepared. <laughs> to give stuff like right it is normal that we need to understand who you are we need to see it on paper so what are
1: some of the common things that they documents they need to have ready
0: yeah we need two of everything so i just tell people remember 222 that's two months bank statements banking savings 401k with two pay stubs most people are paid twice a month and then two years w-2s or tax returns depending on how you're paid so really yeah so that's it 222 and then a driver's license to comply with Patriot Act. Yeah. So documents, just be prepared to give that stuff. There are some programs that erase some of those things. You'll pay a higher rate, but I'm talking about mainstream, like 95% of the people, okay, that are wanting the lowest rate, the best terms, the lowest down payment. You've got to give us stuff. And included in those docs means they're going to pull your credit. In fact, I want to just pause really quick because that right there in the document Process That's the biggest obstacle that keeps people from getting pre-approval is actually the fear, rightfully so, of, oh my gosh, it's going to nosedive my credit. That's actually not true. On my YouTube channel, Loan With Jen, I have a pretty big YouTube channel. I even have a video. One of my most watched videos is... Truth about credit inquiries. And you can pull credit. One little isolated pull is not going to nosedive your credit. It's all the other stuff that you do, like let me get another credit card, let me overcharge my balance. Let me, you know, all those things really, let's pay late. That stuff really dives your credit. So and those are
1: big no-nos in the home buying process.
0: Yeah. So it's definitely it's great to be guarding your credit, but don't be fearful of taking that step because it's the only way that someone's gonna advise you correctly you know, the rates and the terms are so driven by credit, so, so driven. So that's part of that document process and accuracy. And credit scoring with lenders is different than all the online, oh, I've got Credit Karma, and I go to Experian, and I've got CreditWise, and all these places, oh, my bank says I have a credit score of XYZ. That's true in their world, but in the mortgage world, your score is very different. And so you've got to go to a mortgage lender to get that score. So let's get prepared early. That was tip number one, so that if there is some work to be done, we've got time to do it.
1: Right. You know, that's when your people tip. come to
0: me a week before wanting to buy a house, that's why people wait, because they're fearful about the credit. So they don't do it until last minute. And then there's no time to fix anything. This really puts them in a real hard position. So again, start early. I would say six months is a good starting early. Yeah. And then be prepared for documents and credit. That's number two to a smooth closing. Number three is communication. You should tell us everything. Some people not knowing I don't think they mean to hide things from us, but they think it might not matter. You need to like, I just listen on calls. I just write stuff down because even if you think it's insignificant, we're going to find out anyway. So if you're trying to cover something up for whatever reason, like, Oh, I don't want to tell her I'm getting divorced. I mean, I I can tell like there's different signs of different things like, or, Oh, I own a property, but she doesn't need to know about it because it's free and clear. No. Yeah. We really, (laughs) we really do. So we really try to things out of people. You just need to be transparent because like I said, it's better than coming up when it's too late for for recourse. So be prepared to be communicative about whatever it is about your background that we need to know. Just get it out early. Yeah, that's important. Yes, 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 yes. Number four, when you're under contract, and this list was devised from really the mistakes that I've seen happen, whether it's my mistake, client's mistake. When you're under contract, I guess never assume anything. Like clients assume the realtor is going to get me the contract, and the realtors assume the client's going to get me the contract. I'd rather get the contract five times, to be honest with you, than get a call that, oh, yeah, I've been under contract for 10 days and oh, we're out of the option period. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just lost 10 days. So the number one tip is when you're under contract that time that time clock starts ticking. You've got to be in communication with your lender. You've got to or narrow it down very quickly because it really, you know, and I know through your expertise as well. I mean, it really takes 30 days. Yeah. It really does.
1: Yeah. And I would say when the rates really started changing, I started seeing more and more contracts where the buyers were still shopping lenders 10 days into the contract being executed, which is like you said, it's too, it's really too late by that point.
0: Yeah, I think that as whether you're a realtor, allowing your client to do that and not urging them and giving them good information, or you're a client, and you're waiting, you really do put yourself in a bind on the timeline. On your choices, because then you're having to make a quick decision just under some right. pressure that you might not see your blind spots as easily. Right, is what I'll say
1: for our listeners: you know, each state has their own deadlines and contracts. But in Texas, we have a loan financing deadline, and so if you're 10 days in and you only have a 21 day financing period, well, you've only got 11 days to get, yeah, conditionally approved or ideally cleared to close, and mm-hmm. that's just it's too tough to do
0: when shortcuts are expected or forced, something has to give. I did a, uh, I really mapped everything out. I have, in fact, I'll send it to you. It's a timeline of a 20, how to close in 25 business days, which is like 30 calendar days. And I put each days that every part of the process that it takes, and it's like, okay, if we're going to close in 14 days, which one of these shortcuts, where are we going to shortcut? And it really pokes at the accuracy And I would say this is true for any service that you're requiring. If you're not giving the people that are serving you enough time to do their diligence, that's okay. I mean, I don't mind working faster for people. I just need to know which thing do you want me to shortcut on? (laughs) The accuracy, the thoroughness, the customer service. What do you, I'm happy to go fast for you, but something has to give. And so the more communicative you are, I find that the smoothest transactions, they started early. They were, if I needed docs, I'm talking lightning speed. I had them within like five business hours, like fast. Those are my favorite clients, by the way, super fast. Uh, We love all of them, but the fast ones, because it helps us get, To help you quicker, and then they were super communicative. Hey Jen, okay, contract. What do I do now? You know that that we that's what we want you to do. We want to coach you on the next steps. I do this all the time. I've done this over four thousand times. I'm on my way to five thousand. Like, let me help you. Let me help hold your hand. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us for part two of this episode for tactics five through eight to hear about the final few tips to ensure a smooth home closing. See you next time.